Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose of our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Time sure does fly. We've been on our air, on the air weekly since January this year, and this show is already episode number 25. Our topic today is illness as a teacher, a friend, and a gift. And we will have an extraordinary woman, Brenda Michaels, as our special guest, who we are absolutely delighted to interview. Plus, Brenda is a friend of ours, and we are happy that you'll get to meet her here on our show. In fact, she has her own radio show with her husband, Rob Spears. I'm sure we'll get all the information about that in the course of this show. She has to have a radio show. She's an inspiring, insightful, and passionate communicator. Brenda Michaels is a syndicated talk show host on her five-day-a-week Conscious Talk radio program and the Woman's Hour. She's a national speaker, workshop leader, the author of articles on women's health issues, and a spiritual and emotional coach. On top of everything else, she's the author of the incredible book, The Gift of Cancer, A Miraculous Journey to Healing. Of Brenda's book, renowned surgeon and best-selling author we've all heard of, Bernie Siegel, MD, declared, everyone needs to read this book, and I have to absolutely agree with him. Her amazing journey of healing was featured on the Today Show on Kathy Lee's and Hoda's monthly segment, Everyone Has a Story. As a great communicator, Brenda has been leading the way in raising consciousness through her commitment to living on this earth as a conscious being. And we have Brenda Michaels right here on the line with us. And so welcome aboard, Brenda. It's a blessing to have you on our show. Well, it is a blessing to be here, to be connected or reconnected with you, Michael, and you, Raffaella. It's been way too long, and gosh, this is a pleasure for me to be speaking with you today. So thank you for inviting me. Yes, fantastic. It's great to have you, and and it has been quite a few years. A few years ago, you and Rob invited me to be a guest a couple of times on your Conscious Talk radio show, and now we get to have you on ours. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) it's really great. So we wanted to explore with you today the topic of illness as a teacher, a friend, and a gift. Now, that would be a bit of a stretch for many people because so many people still hold that any kind of illness in judgment and condemnation. For many, disease and injury is the enemy. (laughs) In fact, headlines have often told us we've declared a war on AIDS, a war on cancer, and as well... Whenever people find out that a loved one has been diagnosed with a life-threatening condition, 
one of the most common things I've overheard them say to one so diagnosed is, you've got to fight this. You know, we're going to fight this thing together. And yet, all of those that I personally worked with who has had cancer and other conditions that are known to be life-threatening have told me that their illness was a blessing or a gift, just like you, that it taught them important life lessons that they might not have learned otherwise, and that they had to make peace with themselves and their conditions before they were able to regain their wholeness and well-being. I felt that way about each time I died physically and then returned to life on earth again, even though it's been challenging to return to full health each time. So, Brenda, you faced the diagnosis of cancer not once, but three separate times that you wrote about in your book. What was it like for you when your doctor handed you that, what, you know, our society generally still thinks of as a death sentence? And was it different for you each subsequent time? That's a great question, Michael. And yes, it was different. The first time I was diagnosed, they found the tumor in my left breast. Well, actually, the very first time, it was cervical cancer. And Uh I was so young. I was 26 years old, and I was so naive at that time. I was like I feel most people are around cancer of the body. They just want it cut out and just to be rid of it as fast as they can. And that's what I wanted, and that's all I thought about. And I didn't even think beyond the fact that once it was cut out, that if they didn't get it all, it could spread through my body. I was that naive that that wasn't even in my thought process. I just Mm. wanted them to do the surgery and be done with it. And I was very, very blessed that time because they did get it all. They did get clean margins. I didn't, they didn't recommend chemo or radiation. I didn't have to do anything further than that. Now, that being said, <laughs> the problem is, is I didn't change anything in my life. Mm-hmm. I just continued on the way I was. And the way I was, Michael and Raffaella, was a totally different person, a completely different person than I am today. I was a person then who was in a lot of emotional and spiritual pain, who was living in a relationship, in a marriage that was fraught with criticisms and judgments and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't seem to extricate myself from that situation. So even after I had the cancer, thinking that was going to change my husband, by the way. Didn't think a thing about me, but was hoping he was going to change because here was the thought of his wife having cancer, and yeah, maybe she could die. I was, all, I was putting all that on him. I just went on with my life. And consequently, 13 years later, I had a diagnosis of breast cancer in my left breast. And once again, I was blessed with the diagnosis that Even though the tumor was quite large, they were able to get it all, and they got clean margins, and they did want to do chemo, but I refused, and they backed off on that only because they could offer me tamoxifen at that time, and they put me on a schedule of tamoxifen. 
and um, and it had it. What came with the tamoxifen was a lot of side effects for me, and I w- mm-hmm. took it about six months and stopped taking it and didn't tell my doctor because I knew he would be upset. So that's what happened at that time, and then one year later, one year and one day later, I had a mammography on the right side of my body on my right breast, and sure enough, in an old scar from a benign tumor that had been taken out of there way before I had the cervical cancer, there was scar tissue, and the mammographies I I had had, they never could see into the scar. It was too dense, but now the cancer that was in the scarred area had grown outside of it and into my lymph nodes, and I was told this time how serious the cancer was, and they called it systemic. And their big fear was if I refused the chemo, which I was, if I refused that, that they were going to give me maybe five years with the chemotherapy. They didn't, they couldn't go beyond that. But if I didn't do that, they, my, my doctors, both my surgeon and um, my uh a doctor that I was seeing that that I was supposed to be seeing for chemo said that within a year it would metastasize and metastatic breast cancer in the cancer world or in the medical world is assumed is incurable. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so when you got your third diagnosis, and basically everybody, all the uh, medical experts saying, okay, if you don't do it our way. Uh, you will die in a within a year or so. Yes. How how did you how did you manage? You know that must have been extremely difficult, and especially when the authority, you know, somebody with that power and that expertise that we all go to for help, says no, this is the way it is, and that's it. And if you don't do it this way, you're you're just gonna die. How did you manage that? Uh, what what kind of reactions did you have inside of yourself and what did you do with yourself to be able to go okay that's what they say that's fine but I intuitively know that I have to do something different well I was terrified when they gave me that diagnosis that was probably the the most fearful uh, condition I have faced in my life Mm -hmm. and it was terrifying And there was only one thing I knew to do, you guys. I knew to do one thing, and that was get on my knees and Mm. talk to God. And and I did. And I sobbed, and I said, I need help. I need direction. I don't know what to do. I just talked to God like I would be talking to to you if Mm -hmm. I was upset about something. And, and I, I asked for help. And I did intuitively, intuitively know I couldn't do the chemotherapy. I just knew it. You know yes. how they, you know, at times you know certain things. You don't know why you know them, but you know them. I yes. knew through and through that that was not the answer for me. Correct. But I yep. didn't know what to do. You know, yes. knowing that it wasn't right for me wasn't helping me to know what was right for me. Yeah, isn't that, that's really a crucial point, Brenda, in terms of anyone, not just healing a a physical medical condition, but 
anyone healing anything, relationships, uh, their their workspace, their career, whatever they would like to, you know, take a step in and have success or, or wellness or whatever it is. Isn't that the place where we all get to sooner or later? We always get to that place of, I don't know what to do. Uh, I just don't know what to do. And you've done everything. You've you've been working on this for a while and you you're you're run out of options and you get on your knees and you just go, "Hey God, you know, I need some answers. I need some direction." And you were willing to do that. Um you want to talk a little bit more about that experience of when you turn to the limitless when you're out of options and what was your experience in terms of once you did that? Well, once I did that, it was really extraordinary. I was so open at the time. I, I really, I want everybody to understand there are different stages of surrender. Mm. You know, we can surrender in prayer to God, but there's still those defense mechanisms, you know, the the small mind or whatever you want to call it, the ego mind can still chatter away. I was so open and so surrendered at that moment. It's it's like I had all the wind sucked out of me mm. and there was nothing left but open space. Yes. And I called God in for help and direction. And here's the here's the most interesting thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Two days later after this, because I got no answers at that time. It's not like a voice, a booming voice came over the microphone and said, do this. That didn't happen, and that that doesn't happen. Rarely, if it ever does, it doesn't happen. What happened was, two days later, my husband, not not my current husband, but my ex-husband, when I was married to him, he casually says, out of the blue, you know, I was thinking about this, Brenda, and I have a friend in Seattle, because we were living in L.A. at the time. I have a friend in Seattle who is a chiropractor. And I'm just remembering now that I heard him say that anybody, any of his patients with cancer, he sends them to this doctor in New York. And he said, I think we should call Dr. Lewis and ask him who this is. And so that was like started the voice me down of, that road. Yes, the voice of God speaking through your former husband. Yes. And <laughs> so I called Dr. Lewis, and he gave me the name of Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez. And I got a hold of him and his office and his nurse, his head nurse, and had an amazing conversation. And everything in me lit up that I knew on a physical level, I knew I needed to go this route. This was the way for me to deal with my physical body. Yes. Yes. We're coming up on a break right now. So um, hang on just a second, Brenda. I'm sure our audience wants to hear more of your story. They're on the edge of their seat. (laughs) I knew I was when I was reading your book. But um, I need to tell them. Hello, everybody. Make sure to check out our website at michaeltamora.com for all our upcoming events. In fact, we have a new series of teleclasses going on now. The next class is Saturday, July 28th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. This one is titled, 
Know your future to live your present. The purpose for developing precognition. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue speaking with Brenda and exploring illness as a teacher, a friend, and a gift. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you're lost in the dating world and need GPS, if you're stuck in dating hell and can't get out, if you're in need of a dating intervention, then Done Being Single with host Trevor and Robbie Sharp is your lifeline to love. From hookups to happily ever after, learn how to navigate single life and find the one. Tune in to Done Being Single Saturdays, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. And we are speaking with the wonderful Brenda Michaels, who has written the incredible book, The Gift of Cancer, A Miraculous Journey to Healing. And while we were on the break, Brenda and Michael and I were talking about the title of her book and a little journey she even took with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Brenda, you want to talk about that? Uh, yes, uh, it was very interesting. The title of my book came to me in a meditation. And like Michael said in the very beginning when he introduced the book and this theme today, how people sort of recoil at being told that cancer is a gift in their life. And so the publisher was not happy with that title. They wanted to change it. They thought that it would, that the book wouldn't sell because of that title, that people that are in the throes of cancer don't look at it as a gift. They may see it later down the road, but when they're in the throes of it, they don't look at it as a gift. And my yes. response to that was, what if we could help change that thinking? Mm-hmm. What if we could help them take it in 
embrace it, learn from it, grow from it, and find all the wonderful gifts that are available in healing that's available to all of us, instead of them living in that place of fear and trepidation while they're going through it and suffering as a result of all that resistance. What if we could help them change their thinking and their belief about this disease, about diseases and illnesses in general? I agree with you on that very much. You know, it's interesting because when I first saw the title of your book, I actually had that same reaction, and I don't have cancer or anything like that. Mm. But after reading your book, I walked away from it knowing this disease very much was a gift to you, perhaps difficult for the body, but extremely meaningful to your soul. Can you talk to our audience about this? Well, and I I know that you too who you are and what you've been through and what you teach will understand what I'm about to say. It was meaningful to my soul because it was one of the experiences my soul, I as a soul, chose to have coming back this lifetime as Brenda Michaels. Does that make Mm, sense? Absolutely. And because of that... In great love of my soul and respect of of me, of who I am, the soul that I am, it only makes sense to embrace what what the soul offers up, because it's always done out of love. It's always done for our benefit. Everything here is for us. It's only yes. when we stand in that small place, that mind, small mind place, in that fearful place, that, and listen to that, that says something's being done to us. We have no mm-hmm. control over this. We, we yes. are victim to it. And all of that, those beliefs, will create a lot of suffering because it's all about resistance, too. Instead of being with what is, We're wanting it to be something it is not, and there is great suffering in that. Exactly. It's, it's. I think you got it right on the nail with the resistance. Without resistance, everything's grace. Yeah. Everything is given for our benefit and solely, really, for our benefit. And this is the amazing thing I've learned also in working not only as a healer for others, but for myself and my own growth, it's been spirit is incredibly not only giving, but economical and efficient and effective. It doesn't waste anything. So every opportunity, no matter what we do that's self-destructive or, you know, negative or anything, spirit uses that, turns it around and uses it as a gift to teach us, oh yeah, okay, now that's very good. You just fell down, scraped your knees, you're all bloody, great. Enjoy it, and what did you learn from that experience? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. That is the grace right there. I loved what you said, Michael. I loved it. When Without resistance, there's pure grace. And because I released my resistance... I knew enough to let it go, and I had to do it in stages. I want everyone to understand this was not an easy 
um, experience to move through. I learned a tremendous amount. I fell down several times on my way, but that grace was always present, and I was able to pick myself up again and move along. And everything I needed to support my healing and well-being came to me. And you were one of them, Michael. You came to me on uh, I had a radio show in L.A. with another uh, gentleman, a friend of mine, who has since passed, by the way. And, and we, he saw Michael on a talk show on television one day, and he called me up and said, Oh, my God, turn on your TV right now. Turn on channel. I don't remember what it was. And there was Michael on this show. And, Michael, you were doing a reading for one of the producers. And the, oh, yes. And, and just your energy, just the light around you, just your smile, you jumped off the screen, literally. And I called Paul back and I said, oh, my God, yes, we have to get him on our, our radio show. And we did. We got a hold of, of your publicist or someone anyway. We got a hold of the right person and got you booked on our radio show. And I will never forget, I went to the airport to pick Michael up. And when he climbed in the car with me and we started driving, it was about a 40-minute drive to the studio, Michael started giggling, and he's got the best <laughs> laugh. I love your laugh, Michael. I've told so many people about your, your laugh. And I asked you what you were laughing about, and you said we had a passenger in the car. <laughs> and I looked at you, and you said it was Archangel Michael. Yes. And you started to channel information to me on that ride from Archangel Michael that was incredibly healing and incredibly helpful. And then we get to the studio and we get on the show, and I remember a few times you blew the lines. You blew the, the you know, <laughs> the, the energy was so powerful, you blew the connection. <laughs> I remember yes. that, and... and Paul's mother came through, and you channeled her for Paul, which was beautiful. And then you offered me a Christ healing. Yes, and I remember. that helped me so much. And I want people to know this, because when you surrender to the degree that you release your resistance, and you are with what is, and you embrace what is, and you ask for guidance and help, it is given to you. I guarantee it. I wasn't anybody special, but all of these healing gifts, Michael was one of them, came to me and helped me along the way. And I am eternally grateful, Michael, to the help that you gave me. And I couldn't put all that in my book. Because, again, they didn't want it to be too woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, yet, Brenda, because Michael uh, talks about uh, cancer to our group as a community disease, where yes. it takes a community, really, to heal yep. cancer and that person's own work. Yes, yeah. and it's not just uh, on the healing end of it, it takes a community, but it's... It's also, I tell my students and everything, the, all my experience with working with people who had cancer is that it's a community illness. It's the illness of the whole community. But yep. it shows up 
in the individual. And usually, in my experience, the individual it shows up in is the leader, is the healer and the teacher that it shows up in. So they can do like what you have done, where Mm -hmm. you healed yourself through all your challenges and experiences. And then you came and then you used your whole community. You reached out to the wholeness and it comes through this person. It comes through that person. It comes through this organization, whatever. And then, voila, there's the healing, which demonstrates to every one of us, oh, healing is the whole. We're returning the pieces to the whole. And the whole is always a whole. (laughs) Yeah, it is, yes. Yes, yeah. and 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 I I hope people really get this because it is so important that we understand what is really going on here. That this isn't just simply a physical disease. You don't catch it. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved what you said about the people that actually bring it forward and experience for the community. They are the healers. That healing is available. They are the healers, and they can help through their demonstration of allowing themselves to heal. And I hope that your listeners hear that. You have to be willing and open to receive the healing. So many clients that I've worked with in the past have been shocked to find out they weren't really open to the healing until we worked through some very deep issues that cleared the pathway. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your work with, you do a lot of coaching. Yeah. And this is, is this both in groups as well as uh, individually? Yes. Yes. And what I coach people on is the emotional and the spiritual side of healing. A lot of clients that come to me are women with, already with breast cancer. Uh, Usually it's breast cancer. Sometimes it's another type of cancer. And they're already involved on the medical side, and that's okay. People mm-hmm. have to decide for themselves what modality is going to work yes. for them. And I will support whatever the modality is. But what I want to help them with is to get to the core reasons why they have manifested the disease and yes, heal that's... any emotional wounds or spiritual wounds that are, you know, sitting there as energy blocks through the body so I can help them be an available uh, instrument to receive the healing energy. I call it making space. That's exactly exactly what we call it, too. Yeah, if they're all gooped up, you know, if they have a lot of blocks, it's going to be very difficult, not, not impossible, but a difficult way to heal. I want to help them have an, a more grace and ease with their healing. That's absolutely great. Um, I do have a question for you because <clears throat> since I read your whole book and I was so fascinated with the all the steps you took, um, could you just talk a little bit about, because we just have a couple minutes before the break here, the role of rage, anger, and blame on the disease you experienced and how you moved through that? Well, those were three of my biggest emotional blocks. Mm. Uh, And I would add resentment in there. Oh, Um, yes. 
I carried a lot of rage, a lot of resentment, a lot of blame. Uh, you know, I was, I was not awakened. I was a person that only knew to project my anger, my rage, my resentment, my blame onto other people. Like, I, even like my ex-husband wanting him to rescue me. Mm-hmm. You know, and wanting to make him the person responsible for, you know, changing in our marriage. And this is my first marriage. And, and the truth is, it wasn't about him at all. It was about me. And so I found, through my healing, I found that those emotions there were tied to a lot of limiting beliefs that I carried. And I was angry about being limited. I don't think we understand that. We don't know that consciously. But on an unconscious level, subconscious level, I was really angry about being so controlled and about being um, feeling so victimized and all of those things that we do to ourselves without realizing I was the one doing it to myself. And that was a huge wake-up call. And right there, my awareness that it wasn't anyone but me, was a healing right there. Wow. That was one of the most important things of all in any healing, I think. And I should say is and not was. It is the most important thing in healing. So um, we'd like you to talk some more about this in our third segment. Um, But we're coming right up on a break right now, so we need to make an announcement. Um, We have an important event coming up. Join us in the sanctuary of Mount Shasta for an unforgettable inner divinity retreat in sacred Mount Shasta to celebrate your divinity with Michael and Raphael Tamora, Friday, August 10th to Sunday, August 13th. And the title is Paving the Road to Freedom, Responding to Life Joyously to Live Your Destiny Now, much like our friend here. (laughs) And um, we've got our second break here, but when we return, we'll continue our exploration of illness as a teacher, a friend, and a gift. Meanwhile, if you want to check out about our uh, Inner Divinity Retreat coming up open to everyone, please go to our website, michaeltamora.com. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Look among the stars, life is bigger than it seems. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com.
When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. And welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We have with us the incredible Brenda Michaels, who not only cured herself from cancer in the most amazing way, not easy, I would say, but amazing, and has now become a teacher of how to heal oneself. And um, if you've been listening to the show already, uh, please, would you get your pencils out or pens or a computer? I'd like you to, (laughs) if you're uh, really resonating with Brenda, and I'm sure you are, those of you that listen to our show have more of the spiritual side to them. Um, Would you, Brenda, go ahead and talk about uh, your radio show, where it is, your website, and how to write you a letter if need be? Okie doke. Um, our website is ConsciousTalk.net. ConsciousTalk.net, the radio show is Conscious Talk Radio. We will be on the air 17 years this August. Wow. And, wow. and Rob, my, my now husband, who I've been with now for 20-some years, he and I started this show after we left L.A. and moved to the Seattle area. He also had cancer in his 20s. It was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He did a very similar um, healing journey to mine. That's how we met. And when we came together, we wanted to create a radio show because I had done radio in L.A. And this is what came about. And again, Conscious Talk came to me in a meditation for the name of the show. And we created the show as a give back, to give people back to themselves. Because this journey Mm, through cancer is what what I did. I was able to give myself back to me through this Mm -hmm. journey. And they can reach me through our website, ConsciousTalk.net. They can also reach me if they want to work individually with me. They can email me, Brenda, at ConsciousTalk.net. Or they can reach me on a new app that is available through Wisdom Soup, 
They just go to wisdomsoup.com, and there is an app there. And I am I and Rob were both included on this app, and it is a group of healers and teachers that are available. And you can align yourself with the person that you feel will work best with you. Um, those are the ways that they can reach me. That's fantastic. Thank you, Brenda. And um, for those who are listening and are driving a car or whatnot and can't write it down, you can always listen to the uh, recording of this radio show. On our archives. On our archives, which are very, very easy to find. Well, I adore you two as a couple. I would say you are a power couple in Mm -hmm. what you do. You know, an unsung power couple. Rob is a great guy. Mm -hmm. And um, I, when we first had you at our house when we were living in Colorado, I could see how adamant the two of you are on keeping your health straight. And it really taught me a lot. Mm. Um, but I I wanted to also um, talk about your second husband, the one who went through the majority of the um, journey with you and yeah. honor him a little bit because his name yeah. is Scott. And yeah. um, I have also been caretaker to someone going through very difficult illnesses, Michael. Mm. And we've got gotten through them amazingly well. And I wanted... Uh, to hear from you since since I've had that role, and I was interested in uh, really how wonderfully you talked about how he's helped you and and what a great caretaker he was to you and what a great teacher he was to you in many ways. As you look back, uh, now that you have your health back, um, how do you see from your observation that he got to grow as the caretaker, as the one going through uh, watching you going through that? That's an interesting question, Raphael. Um, it was. It was. What was fascinating about it is he was so present with me, and I couldn't have done it without him. There's no doubt. He really stepped up to the plate and was there for me every step of the way. He was my biggest cheerleader. And here's something else that didn't get in the book, and this is a, a, a truthful story. I had, in the first segment, I told you two and your audience about being led to Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez for my physical healing. Mm-hmm. But as I have mentioned, and you two have also mentioned, and you both know completely well, that illnesses and diseases are not just physical. They, they, yeah. um, you know, they show up as a physical. I call it the final message. The body's like the final message. The final message yes. is... Uh-huh. But they start in the spiritual realms and come down into the emotional body, and then they eventually manifest in the physical body. So I wasn't thinking necessarily about that. I was still doing my prayers and still doing what I was doing, and I wasn't necessarily thinking about that. And Scott had an appointment with a very well-known at the time psychic in, in Los Angeles, a lot. He was in the movie business. We both were. He had a lot of friends in that industry, and a lot of celebrities, etc., went to this person. So he got an appointment. He goes to this person, and he did an hour with him. And back then, it was on the little tapes, you know, they just stick in and, and yes. do. And when he came home, and I was thinking, oh, he's going to share everything with me and let me listen to the tape. He told me he wasn't ready for me to hear the tape, and he wasn't ready to share. And I was really puzzled by that, and I was really kind of upset with him. Well, after three weeks of needling him about it, 
he finally handed me the cassette. (laughs) (laughs) And I played it. And then I realized why he didn't want me to hear it. In the middle of that reading, and this man who he'd never met before said to him, do you happen, you're, you're married, and he said yes, is your wife, happen, does she happen to have an illness? And you could hear the shock in Scott's voice, and he said, you need to tell her something. You need to let her know that what she's currently doing is not going to be the answer. What, what I was currently doing time? was simply all the physical things on my physical body. Yes, mm-hmm. I was doing some prayers and all that, but I wasn't deeply yet immersed in the emotional and spiritual work. I wasn't mm-hmm. quite aware. I was aware of it, but I didn't know quite what to do again. When, when I heard that, first I panicked. And I got very upset, and I said, how dare this guy? Who does he think he is? And I went into that, and then I regrouped and went, wait a minute. There is another divine message for me here. I need to go deeper. I need to look. I need to. And so I prayed about it again. I said, I need help with this. I need direction. What else do I need to be looking at? What do I need to be learning about myself that can help me heal? And out of the blue again, like Michael shows up on the television show and on our radio show, I hear that Marianne Williamson, two days later, I hear that Marianne Williamson is teaching A Course in Miracles two blocks from our apartment every Tuesday night. That's fantastic. And when I heard that, a friend told me that, and that was just two days after I prayed and gave it over and asked for help. I knew I needed to be there, and I went and I sat in the front row every Tuesday night, and I took copious notes, and I bought the Course in Miracles book, and I started to read the Course in Miracles, and then I heard that Michael was teaching in L.A., and I started, remember, Michael, attending your classes? Yes. Yes. Uh And everything started to fall in place. Again, that Uh grace. I was given that grace where I could learn things I didn't know. I was being exposed to information that was helping me to understand me and who I really am and what is possible for me, and I started putting the pieces together. That's fantastic, and I I have that in common with you, actually, because um, when Michael was at his most ill in 2006 or so, 2007, around that time, Um, I actually got the book put into my hand after I've been running away from it uh, over the past 10 years. I have quite a journey with A Course in Miracles, which is all about learning the true nature of forgiveness. So I highly recommend that to anyone who resonates with that. Yes. And and I just, your story is amazing. And uh, I'd like you to talk about what would be the first step someone can take who is always feeling like a victim and helpless in whatever situation, not just healing a disease, but any situation, because it's all uh, a manifestation of where we are. Yes. I would say for the, the, uh, anyone out there that's dealing with this, or in, and you can put anything in the name. It doesn't have to be cancer. It could be right. a person that's lost all their money and is now totally lost. You can talk yes. about, you can put loss in that place. You can put disease in that place. It doesn't matter what the what is. 
it matters how you approach the what. And the very first thing that I recommend to people is to take a moment and to understand that you are now being given a huge opportunity to heal your life. Not Mm. just heal the what, but to heal your life. Here's an opportunity coming wrapped in a gift that doesn't suit you. (laughs) But if you will unwrap that gift and you will allow yourself to be with that for that moment, be with it. Say, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all of this. And express out what are you feeling. I'm angry. I'm lost. I'm afraid. I'm alone. And then get on your knees and pray and ask for help. Breathe into your heart and open it up and be willing to receive. And pay attention to how it comes to you. It's not going to come in a booming voice, I guarantee it, unless you're, that's what you signed up for. It's going to come through a friend or a book or something on TV or a sign or a song. It, you, you will get what you need and trust, trust that what you need will be delivered in a way that you will recognize it and you can receive it. Work on trusting that. But be willing to start there. That is absolutely correct. And I do have one more question for you here as we are getting fairly close to wrapping it up. This book, The Gift of Cancer by Brenda Michaels, was published in 2014, which means you have not just survived but thrived for 26 years since your original cancer diagnosis. Yes, it'll be, 20, and, it'll be 27 years in October. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know you went through the start of my 27th year. Yep. And so, gee, I thought it started when you were like two years old because. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Math isn't. I feel feel young. I do. Yes, I feel great. And your energy is very young. I know you went through some grueling but worthwhile practices to initially heal your body and then explored your inner self to find the root. Uh, energetic root cause of your illness to which you were rewarded for with your good health. How does your life look right now? And I just need a one minute reply on this. And do you still have super clean food practices and meditation practices to maintain it? And after that, give your information again. Okay. I am, I am the happiest I have ever been. I live in a place that I love. I have a husband I adore. We've been together 22 years. I have a lot of peace in my life. I feel like Rob and I have a lot of grace in our lives. We meditate every day. We do what we talk about. It is our lifestyle. I eat, when I'm home, we eat very clean, very, very clean. If I'm out in public and I can't eat clean, I give myself a break. I do the best that I can when I'm out there. But here's the the clicker. I never worry about it. I don't think, oh, my God, I'm doing something wrong. No, don't do that to yourself. You do the very best you can all the time, and that's all that's asked of you. That's it. It can be that simple. 
And, and yes, I'm very happy, and I'm very healthy, and so is Rob, and we have an, uh, an amazing life. And, um, and, and I would want every soul on the planet to be, to be happy and healthy and have a level of well-being that works for them. All and right, so go ahead and me. give your information again so yep. people can reach you if they uh, would like to. And they can listen to our show archives or stream it live or find out about me. ConsciousTalk.net is the website. Um, they can email me if they'd like to work with me, and I do give a 15-minute uh, free uh, consultation to see if it works out for both people. They can email me, Brenda, at ConsciousTalk.net, or find me on WisdomSoup.com. Thank you so very much, Brenda, yeah, for Brenda. joining us for this show. Uh, such oh, great information. You're such a bright light in this world. Oh, thank you. Well, right back at you both. I love <laughs> you both so dearly. And uh, uh, thank you. It's been a privilege um, to be on your show. Well, we'll hopefully we'll have you again sometime. It would be love great, it. too, because I know there's more to talk about. Yeah. And we'll have Rob on with you. Yes. The, the dynamic duel. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That would be great. He would love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I have one final announcement uh, while we're going out of the show here. We'll see you next Wednesday right here on Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll explore the topic with you, the miracles of healing. If you like our show, remember to tell all your friends about our show and share it on social media. Be sure to check out our website, michaeltamora.com, about our new teleclass series and so much more that we have. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.